Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. If you haven't watched GH this week, please ignore this intro and skip to the show as we record live every Monday night on Facebook and YouTube to talk about the week or weeks that were. But if you have, then let those tears flow. I hated not being able to warn anyone, but it was sadly something that I was aware of. But good thing for you guys, the prep gave me time to design a memorial print for Franco. For all you Franco files out there. That's right, Rojos. You can get your own Franco file gear like pillows, mugs, shirts, and so much more in the Believe in Soap Operas Tea Public Shop. And in honor of Franco's portrayal Roger Howarth, all proceeds from the Franco file gear will also go to Feeding America, just as his cameos. So check him out on Cameo, and for a shortcut to the Franco file merch, go to tinyurl.com/francofilebso. Now back to the show. Hey guys, we're gonna have to talk about it, talk about it, talk about it. Do 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 do. In a minute, man. Lucretia, so I just realized something. In our opening credits, you actually mm-hmm. have in the All My Children slide a picture of Alex, De- like Alex and David, like, or is that Anna and David? It's Anna and David. I think yeah. it's Anna. Because I forgot, I know that Anna had went over there, but basically, you know, so many people were talking online about a lot of things like, but of course, one of them again was, why are we still doing this to, you know, poor ruining Alex's memory, you know, mm-hmm. and how she was on All My Children. So what have you been up to, friend? I miss you. I know. it's It's been a crazy few weeks, and I wish I had announcements to make about stuff, but that's been part of the reason I've been so busy. I know you've been so busy with other stuff. But, you know, the the cast of General Hospital has been busy, not just on the air, apparently. So, I mean, I feel like we're going to have to get to that at some point. But uh, maybe we focus on the daytime drama that was all, that we've seen for a little bit. What do you, what do you think? How, how have you been enjoying the soaps? Yeah, I have been enjoying them. I have to say, um, I feel like, you know, Young and Arrested, a lot of people are really excited. Um, you know, with Richard Burge, mm-hmm. joined the cast. He, was, he previously played uh, Paul Hornsby on General Hospital. But for those of you out there who may remember him playing on Desperate Housewives. Yes, Carl. Carl. Uh, was, I love that. Um, uh, I love you know, that Rich- character. I love him. I mean, that's why I was like, I hate myself for not thinking of him. Because it wasn't like he had, hadn't been Paul. But it was on the tip of my tongue because him as um, Carl in Desperate Housewives, like I kind of have a hot sleazy scale. I mean, it's very obvious by the people I like on the soaps, guys, Um, or your Joel McHale's or even Nathan Fillion kind of plays that role sometimes or Will Arnett. You know, they're on that hot sleazy scale. But Carl Meyer, for someone who loved Brie, who 
like Brie Vandenkamp is my hero and I loved her with Orson. The fact that I liked mm -hmm. Carl so much in that whole thing just really stood a test to Richard Berge and just how well he pulls off that character. Yeah, I mean, I think that he's going to be great. Um, I wish it would be something where, you know, I do feel like uh, that it might be a character that Jack and Victor join forces over. You know how yeah. you know, other soap troops we've seen, like two enemies, they're doing it currently on Days of Our Lives with Gabby and Abigail. They yes, join forces, and, yeah. which is fun. Yeah. And I think that this is going to be a case where we'll be able to see um victor and jack probably join forces against this new character and i'm super excited about it yeah like to me this story it feels like they've shifted a lot to go with this and and one thing i will say yeah, and i'll yeah. talk about her a little bit later is i'm liking the fact that i think with this ashlyn Locke storyline coming in and getting a big get like richard Berkey, they're really figuring out mm -hmm. what to do with YNR and how to get it back to YNR, which is why I feel right. like I like their shift with Sally because now I'm kind of enjoying yeah. her with Jack. And now I'm kind of interested in her character. Yeah. Meanwhile, when she was just sort of the bad villain against Summer and Kyle, it didn't really work. But now we're getting layers. Yeah. Well, I always feel bad for, you know, I think Courtney Hope is a tremendous actress. I literally always feel bad for because I, you know, I Bold and the Beautiful has once before in the beginning when they actually introduced the whole Spectra clan, they brought her on and then they got rid of her. Um, and then they brought her back and then they kind of put it in a storyline where people really didn't. It, it, it didn't really work for me. Um, and I think it, it kind of, you know, demonized her. Um, it made people try to like flow, which we all know how the bold fan, fans feel about flow. And, I don't mind flow, you know, now but she's I'm not on, really a bold fan, so. <laughs> all right, I don't mind flow either. Uh, but, you know, for me, you know, when she went over to Young and the Restless, I was excited in the beginning, but then I almost feel like them putting her with the Jack storyline, I knew there would be backlash, just because there's backlash with the fact that they have a lot of younger women go with Jack. And they're like, Jack is an old man. He should be dating, you know, whatever. But I'm like, listen. He's pretty sexy, though. And I'm not going to throw shade at any May December romance, because I like the older guys, too. So, like, that we know was you do. <laughs> no, I mean... I I agree, though. I mean, the world that we live in, Valentine and Valentine here. And, um, no, I will say that is the world that we live in, though, Lucretia. Like, people can fall in love with someone no matter the age. I mean, we've seen it from the tale of time. And, you know, I think that there's so Tale's much of it. all this time. time. I knew you were going to do that. I knew that. <laughs> Uh, but no, I feel like that we've seen it happen so many times and it's always attributed to women being gold diggers. And you know what we're not going to have? Women's slander on International Women's Day because I'm not doing it. Like, happy International Women's Day to my co-host, Lucretia Lyon. Like, International Women's Month. Like, this is a time to celebrate women. And, and you know, Sally, if you want that old man, you better get it. <laughs> well, it's not like Jack isn't a catch. I I like Jack. I'm attracted to Jack. I mean, Billy's a little bit more my speed, although, you know, I usually like somewhere in between, but it it's it, he's sexy. Like go go for it, girl. And it seems to be, I mean, she is over 30. And and that's where it really becomes a little bit different. Once you reach a certain point, it doesn't matter. Because in two, it goes both ways. You look at um, Days of Our Lives. I love Kate and Jake. I think they're adorable. Yeah, I mean, I think that... But well, I have a question for you. This is going to be very popular, maybe. But uh, <laughs> do you like Billy because of his portrayer? Or have you always had a thing for Billy, no matter who played him? 
Uh, well, I liked Billy Miller and um, Jason Thompson in the role. And even Burgess Jenkins, who was in between them, sort of. Like, David Tom had come back briefly. But, you know, David Tom's not really my speed. But, you know, he's an attractive man in his own right. But, as I said, the hot sleazy scale. Sorry, when, when Patrick Drake came over to take over for, for Billy Miller in the role of Billy. I mean, I, I got to say, I, I love me some some Billy Abbott. Uh, and, and yeah, that goes with, you know, the portrayers are usually up my alley. Same thing. You know, I will say Adam's not my speed as much as Billy because uh, Billy has that charm that Adam never really yeah. had. So I don't get the Adam thing, even though he's had a got, lot of hotties. So this isn't a popular opinion, but <laughs> you know, I always start off with that. Yeah. You know, anytime I start with that, you know, like, what is about to come out of his mouth, but I actually liked Michael Muni in the role of Adam Newman, but you remember yeah, I don't know if you were you you watched during this time, mm -hmm. but they actually did a storyline where he had sex with a man to get information mm -hmm. out of him. Where like at the moment it was kind of like Adam's bisexual, like what's going on? And it was like the lawyer race, I think it was, and they like slept together. And Rafe was like, "Oh my god, you love me!" And like he was only doing it to manipulate him. But I really felt like that that story was gonna be like, oh, we're about to have a while he was manipulative, and I didn't like that. We're about to have a bisexual character on air yeah, and, well, and and we're about to see him dealing with that. That's where I'll say that they really missed the boat with Adam, especially because I mean, and trust me, I love my bi guys. You got Constantine is my favorite comic book character guy. And we have like him yeah. on legends being bisexual, like even in the mass media, we're getting that, which is nice. And like Franco, yeah. his character has admitted to that. I mean, he was an artist. I, I like that they'll kind of throw that around. And that's why he's a little bit yeah. more open-minded and interesting. But yeah, yeah, that was such a good storyline. And and as an actor, let me be clear, as an actor, yeah. I like Michael Mooney mm -hmm. because to me, before he was Adam Newman, he was Sheriff Lamb on Veronica Mars, which I love that show. It's one of the few like more drama shows that I've seen every episode like a hundred times. That's why I thought of Harry Hamlin for the role of Ashlyn Locke. But yeah, I do wish that they had revisited Adam's bisexuality because him and Chance had chemistry and there was this weird bromance, kind of like Drew and Franco. <laughs> yeah. I, I thought that's what it was going to be. And I think sometimes that, you know, cause we were all so excited about Christina's bisexuality. And like, honestly, when they did Sonny, uh, Sonny's Foss funeral, um, mm -hmm. like a what was it a few weeks ago she talked about you know i was scared to come out to my dad because you know catholic and it was the first time that i feel like that anybody remembered that christina was bisexual and hats off to the writers for remembering those little details because i think it's so important to you know remember a character's journey and and i and i really hope that young and the restless takes the opportunity at some point to remember that because i think that it, it could be it could be a good segue because they already don't use unfortunately you know mariah and tess you know i mean yeah there's a lot of feedback of how yeah. mariah is currently being used and and how abby and used being you know, the operative what, word <laughs> and what, what devin is doing, oh, uh, is doing <laughs> it's 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 tough you know and i think a lot of people are valid you know for years we've heard from people such as victoria rowell and other people that the cbs brass of daytime do have issues with telling stories for african americans and they do have well, now issues we have susan with, banks and uh Su and susan dansby uh, yeah. on the on a contract to write so like yeah. that that's, that's awesome days, right? and, yeah <laughs> 
And you can, yeah, not that Susan Banks. <laughs> yeah, she's like, you're mine, mine, mine. We're all gonna do it. We are gonna do it. Lucretia yeah. are gonna put on a. I don't have the teeth. I have everything else, but I feel like I have to have the teeth. But it, it's funny because, like, you can tell that these women have joined the writing team because this storyline for Amanda, and, and I say this, like, realizing I'm a white woman, but but I do I at least understand the importance and, and how people live and people are yeah. different and how they carry themselves. So i loving this backstory for Amanda and how it really answers a lot of questions about Hillary as well. And, yeah. and this is a storyline that you can tell. And... and I, I'm not going to hate too much on what Devon's journey is with the Abby thing, because it does all, in a way make sense, at least for him. And because, you know, Chance is his relative. He's one of the only chancellors. I can at least go, get behind that part. But the whole thing is a little handmade stale, I guess. Uh, but um, I, I will say is speaking of bisexual characters, we did have Tamara Braun who played Reese on all my children, yeah. even though that story was very bad uh, for most of us. Tamara Braun always kills it, no matter how bad. But what about Evan, uh, played by, oh my God, what's his name? He's so hot. He played Don't young me. Dean Winter. Kelly from yes. New York. Yeah. yeah. Like, um, is it Evan bisexual? It is. So my only issue with the bisexual characters a lot of times on the show, and even uh, the LGBTQ characters just in general, they sometimes make them like evil. And it's like, Evan's evil. You know, they kind of demonize Reese, as you said, He's that hot. story was really bad. <laughs> they had transgender who they kind of, yeah. you know, had kind of demonized. Um, you know, uh, you know, Christina, they kind of made her out to be a brat and that she was just being mean and disrespectful to her family. So I think there has to be a way that the LGBTQ characters are written. I think that uh, Days of Our Lives, all the writing regimens have done a really good job for the most part with Will and Sunny. I thought that Will's coming out story mm -hmm. was beautifully done. Um, I think that in the beginning they hit gold with him and Sunny. I think that unfortunately the storyline, you know, they they definitely, and not just because of recasting, what about they definitely Paul? made Will more. Yeah. Oh, and Paul came in. <laughs> I love the Asian representation. Yeah. Um, Me too. So, like it's 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 rough for me, but I I am happy that at least the representation is there, and I do think that it can only get better from here. It can only get better. Oh yeah, well I mean because Brad and Lucas are good examples because Brad may have done some bad things, but Brad was never portrayed to be evil, and and having a great portrayer like uh, Perry Shin in that role, and how he and Ryan Cards really work together. We haven't seen much of him and uh, the new guy whose name is blanking me again. Um, yeah, I, I was like Matt Trudeau. Trudeau. I was like, he looks like Justin Trudeau, but <laughs> yeah, it's like he's yeah. great. Um, but yeah, like we'll hopefully get more of that storyline now that they're wrapping up a lot of others. I, I do give General Hospital a little bit more time because there were yeah. so many things they had to catch up on. And yeah, um, it is nice that they haven't forgotten about those characters. And they do seem to have like, they've set up stuff and, and we all love Felix. Yeah. I mean, and Terry, I mean, they really are doing much better at GH. We just sort of have to understand that no matter how much we love certain things and want them to be front and center, there is the idea that General Hospital will always be somewhat a Carly, Sunny, Jason show. And, you know, for better, for worse, that is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, 
there's there's been so much you know going on and and people do have to accept that you know just like back in the day it was the luke spencer show on mm -hmm. general hospital you know for a while days of our lives was the stefano you know show and then that was a time where it was the hope and bow show you know those things roll for people young and the restless for a while it was you know the Victor show, the Adam show. I mean, it's still called yeah. Adam show. Bold and the beautiful. Although I like you know, Victor it, right now. Him, him just getting back to his evil roots. I love it. I love it. And, you know, it was the Quinn show for a while on Bold and the Beautiful. A lot of mm -hmm. people were like, who's this of woman course. coming in? And they inserted her into a family. But I think that those things are good. Um, you know, I'm more interested. I have to get there. I'm, I, listen, I'm more interested <laughs> in the goings on and happening online. Now, look, all soap fans have been. There's always been, you know, drama online. We love the drama online. And usually it's soap Twitter fighting. You know, we spoke a couple of weeks ago about Sasha Kell and how, um, you know, comic book fans were attacking her for being a soap opera actress and how yeah. all soap Twitter came together. Well, this time, soap Twitter is once again, I think, divided on how they feel. I know I think Lucretia and I have different thoughts on some of the subjects that we want to talk about, but we want to talk about the shade room. All right, and I made a video just for this special occasion. So shady. <laughs> um, I was I so proud it. that I taught myself how to animate, and then I'm like, I feel like this is the perfect way to to make this, uh, like a, a nod wow. to the soup with the so meaty, uh, when they had the chats too, but then. I'm just explaining my whole process here. But you guys, I mean, because as long as we can stall to talk about that Instagram live, I, I mean, and I had to talk about it last night on GH Mini Spotlight, so some people may have heard my thoughts already. But how about you, Darrell? I'm putting you on the spot. Oh, my God. Okay, so as you, as most <laughs> of you know, I've worked with these people. I love these people. Um, I think it's tough because we live in a day and age of social media and a lot of people get their news from social media and a lot of people take their facts from social media. Like the first post you see, the first everything, they're like, oh, that's what it is, like from the jump. Um, I think it's tough because obviously within the past four years, you know, here in America, we've been going through a lot of political unrest and we've seen fallouts from friends and families, you know, regular people like myself, mm -hmm. you know, I've had friends that I fell out with and, you know, Lucretia, I'm pretty sure you've had disagreements with people maybe, uh, you know, people, people have disagreements. I think that what we're seeing differently is, you know, we kind of put our soap fans in this um, fantastical world where we don't, interact with them, but like everything we think is good in their world. We like to think that these soap fans are the nicest, th these soap actors are the nicest and bestest people. And the thing is, is that they are human as well, which means that humans can make mistakes. I think that it's tough because I know that Nancy Legron and Ingo Rademacher has been going back and forth on social media for a while. I know that he had some comments about the masking that was going on, which honestly was the first time that I was hearing of Ingo be any type of way, because as I said, I did work with him. I actually was introduced his character back to Alexis in a scene, coincidentally, um, mm -hmm. as a bartender on an episode and, and brought over some uh, sparkling water he sent her. So, uh, and he was so kind. He talked to me backstage. He was, he was a really nice man. And I think that what happened was 
because of everyone's feelings about what was going on in the world, which honestly was downright horrible, no matter how you fall on the spectrum, I know a lot of people who are Republican that can still call out what was happening toward the end of the year, especially all last year, we dealt with it from our, you know, twice impeached, disgraced president. Everybody knows it was wrong, right? So I think what was happening is Ingo was speaking from party and, and, and because there are a lot of Republican friends of mine who I know who are torn because they're like, we don't want people to think just because we dislike the things that he does that, that he did, that we are not Republican. So I think that what Ingo did was, is he kept saying things and he kept, and, and, and listen, this is where I think people mess up. When you go and you look at people's likes on Twitter and Instagram, you know, you're kind of investigating, but at the same yeah. time, I don't want to know because I know Melissa Reed. That's how Melissa Reed got caught, you know, liking yeah. Candace Owens alike. Um, and honestly, I just don't have the time to go check everybody's likes. I really don't. And if y'all go check my likes, you'll probably see a lot of Twitter not safe for work material. So don't do it. Um, but I, I think Ingo and Nancy, you know, it's tough because you see them, pe people see them as Jackson and Alexis. They don't see them mm -hmm. as Ingo and Nancy who have two very different and distinct um, political parties. Um, so I think that while I understand that it was a joke that he made, um, they're not friends. They're not friends. They don't seem to be friends. Nancy made a post later on that says she's not friends with people who are like that. I can only assume that if Ingo is portraying himself that way, that's not her friend. So for me, the fact that he made a video and him and Maurice were joking back and forth, like, he shouldn't be making jokes about Nancy because she's not his friend. They're not friends. It would be different if him and Nancy were friends and they made the joke. Maurice, unfortunately, I think, got caught in the middle of some wildfire that he was not yeah. ready for. I don't think that Maurice is, he doesn't think like that. And I, again, Maurice is a great person. I, I love the work that he does for mental health and all of that. So I don't think Maurice was going into a live to say something to hurt Nancy. But I do think that Ingo was going into a live and when he said he knew what he was saying when Maurice was like, who is that? And he said, good luck. And then he started laughing and doing that kind of thing. Like if Ingo would have never said, I'm going to go work with my best friend, then Maurice would not have given his response. So because Ingo and Nancy aren't friends, I don't think he should have made the post in my opinion. Yeah. Like, and what do you think? I, I mean, I'm pretty well with you because like, like you say, it's pretty clear that Ingo and Nancy have their issues, but they're their issues. But like you, I sort of defend Maurice in the way that, he didn't seem to mean anything by it. And then when people were bringing it up, he, he, he did think, let me talk to Nancy. He did sort of get on the forefront. I get some people may not have accepted his apology, but guess what? The only person that matters to accept his apology is Nancy. So whatever her opinion is, and also that's between them guys, because I do think Maurice Bernard is a nice guy. And I do think that he didn't have any bad intentions. I don't really yeah. care about the Tasmanian Trump supporter and how he felt in this situation because Tasmanian. Yeah. I, am <laughs> I just uh, feel like that's a nicer way of putting some things. But yeah, I you know, you know, make a joke. And that's then that's what I felt like Maurice was doing. And that was sort of being the same way. It's like I'm trying to make a joke to make light of a situation, but it I will cap it with like, guys, like this is between them retweeting it and retweeting it and spreading things around. And we'll get to the next segment of when you guys did that as well. That's the problem.
I mean, you're not yeah. part of the solution. You're part of the problem. Nancy is a grown woman who could defend herself. And I think she would like to like, I mean, and again, I'm not trying to speak for her either. I'm just saying like, it doesn't seem to help a situation when everybody's spreading around. Let's let them handle it or HR, which I think they are. So, yeah. I mean, and I, it's and, not really our business. It's not. And, and, you know, to put another button on that, I think that the way Nancy saw it from her point of view, mm -hmm. more than likely, I don't know for a fact, but if you may have put yourself in her shoes. It, yeah, because like, we have to talk to about it because people complain that people weren't talking about it. That, let me right. like before I was like, say, this is the reason we're talking about it. Like, guys, I love everybody yeah. over there. I can't wait to go see him again. But listen, I think that what was happening was it's like as Nancy, she sees her friend Maurice joking with someone who about her who's not her friend. So yeah. I think that's why she was like, I need you to talk to me. And I hope that she told him don't mention my name to Ingo in any kind of negative sense unless you and I, like, like unless it's about work. Like Ingo and I are coworkers, we are not friends. Listen, I have worked with a bunch of people who are my coworkers and they're not my friend. And I think that people have to understand that like, just because someone films a show together, like listen, Lisa Renna spoke about it. She <laughs> was playing Billy Reed on Days of Our Lives and Robert Kelker Kelly was playing Bo at the time and they loathed each other. And the amount of love scenes, sex scenes, they got married, it, you know, they, they had issues. So I, I don't know, I think it's- um, Just think look it's at tough. Castle guys, like just look at Castle and boy, do I know what went on. And again, this is one of those, please don't create your own narrative because you creating your own narrative rather than the facts that happened there lost a lot of people's jobs, but luckily they were able to recoup them because of the rookie and ABC's contracts. Uh, but uh, let, let's not do that again, guys. Uh, let's listen to the facts. Let's step out of it because well, sometimes. Oh, I know. Tell me about it. How did you feel <laughs> right down to the last thing that just happened? Yeah, um, it's it's really funny, and I'm gonna play my little video because this will be a little bit more psychology. I'll just put a button on the shade room, uh, or hold on, let let's we have one more thing. Just you know, did you like before we get into the psychology of that other time fans got involved? Did you watch the Maurice Bernard birthday video, which was what the Instagram live was about promoting? Like, and that's where I'll say like Maurice's video. He was, you know, and I, I would say he's probably not the most tech savvy person. He was trying to promote his birthday video with uh, Ingo. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's yeah, it. Uh, you have thoughts. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. mm, I, uh, well, which birthday <laughs> video? Are you talking about the one where they filmed where they were portraying these characters? Or are you talking about the birthday video? that people just gave shout outs to because there was another video that his uh, wife, beautiful Paula, she posted yeah. and um, people were saying that, oh, there was a couple of, you know, GH co-stars who were absent from the video and, you know, people made that out to be a thing, which of course they do. They love to do, you um, know, some people just don't do I think, that. Like, yeah, it, it is uh, one of those okay, things. So that here's you what can, I'll say, yeah. I think Maurice, Listen, see, we talk about the hard hitting things on the show, people. And every time I know. me and Lucretia do not do a green room, and, and and she get me my face. Um, listen, Joshua Bernard is an amazing actor. That's yeah, what I, really I saw. Like him. 
and his son, and I actually saw the scene with his son and uh, Brooklyn Ray Silver, who uh, portrays him. So yeah. It was, was cute. cute. And you know what I said? He should come back and be Spencer because I know a yeah. lot of people have been wanting, I mean, like Nicholas Betchel, but a lot of people have been wanting Spencer to be older. And I'm like, well, you know, Maurice is already on the show. He already does a lot of COVID testing. So why don't they bring his son? And then Josh can be on the show and play the adult Spencer. And I think that he has just the gravitas to play that. And him and, you know, Brooklyn already have that chemistry. And I think she'd be great coming back um, as Emma. Um, you know, I, I, I think people want to see Emma. And, you know, at, at this point, Anna has no family. She pretty much has nothing yeah. in town at this point. Um, so I would like... <laughs> for Valentine, which, oh God, I love that. But I, I'll I'm share hoping- with Anna. <laughs> share, yeah. Um, so yeah, no, I don't, I don't, I think the video was fine. I think that I saw what he was trying to do. I think that he's ultimately had a bunch of ideas that he could only put into a specific time frame. And if he does make it into a web series, which I think that's the direction he wants to go, then we'll hopefully see some of the things fleshed out and, you know, we'll see different, you know, maybe lighting choices, uh, we'll see different, you know, uh, we'll see explanations of characters. And I am saying this the best way you're smiling. What do you have to say, Lucretia? <laughs> well, I, I will just say, like, you know, I, I, you have to be in a state of mind, pun intended, to to really get what's going on and to enjoy it. But I, I will say, like you, I, I did see so much potential there with his son, Josh. And, and I do sort of like that Mo's like that cool dad who's like, hey, look, here are the young girls that I work with that are your age. You want to work with them like Brooklyn and like with Eden and his state of mind show. And I think that's really sweet and that's endearing. And like you, I'm like, yeah, he would be a good Spencer. And he has chemistry with them. Maybe that's sort of what they're doing. But um, I, I do, I love Ken Schreiner and I love me some Dominic Zambronia or Ian Buchanan, Rial. There was a lot of funny moments and it was, I, I will say, I never mind when people just want to play with their friends. And I felt like this was a fun thing and that that's how they did it. It was a fun thing with friends. So, and I honestly, if they're going to go anywhere with this, they should lean into the comedy because like joking that Rial looks like Mike Tyson and making Mike Tyson jokes and um, yes. joking about like a Dick Tracy was what he called Ken Schreiner's character. And then he, Dom looked like he was having fun. Like he was having a good time laughing there. Listen. So out of all the actors that I've even worked with, I came across, Dominic Zambronia <laughs> is honestly so, so kind. And I know I say that about all at, at GH, but like there's a few who aren't, but he, <laughs> on the other hand, literally there was a scene that I had filmed and he came up. I mean, even though I had lines in the scene, the scene wasn't about me, but he had to interact with someone. So he was just like, hey, what's up? And came over and, and shook my hand. And they got it on camera and it, it worked. Like we had a whole thing and like they kept it in screen. And I, I felt like that was him throwing a lifeline. Like, hey, let me give this kid a little bit more. He has a few lines, but he's already been saying like, let me let's play with him. And so I just found him absolutely delightful. I love, you know, him in the video. He actually was a standout yeah. for me as well. And, and and it was just I, I just feel like Dominic's a homie. I'm like he's so yeah. sweet. So I'm really glad that he's back on GH, and I'm seeing the smoking hot Kim with him and my girl Kelly Monaco. Um, just as much as I'm seeing the hot chemistry between Steve Burden and Kelly Tabod, yeah. I'm loving I'm loving what they're doing with that right now. And 
you know, today's episode was hard for a lot of people because mm -hmm. we kind of know what's coming. Um, oh, we which, do, but I, I don't know if they do. <laughs> fans do, and I won't talk about it, but I it's, know. It's, 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 I think the spoilers are really well written. I actually read the spoilers for the upcoming two weeks, uh, which I don't usually do that, but I've read them and I was just like, huh, they actually wrote these in a way where you don't know what's going to happen. But for those who know, you're like, this is going to be good. You know, people will be mad, but it's going to be good, I think. Oh yeah. I mean, and that's the thing is, is I'm at a point where I do have faith in them and that they are trying to rectify a lot of wrongs, but there's going to be a mess in the, in the process and we may not like something for what it is right now. Um, again, that's what I'll say. And this audio won't come out to Wednesday. So it may have already happened uh, based on the ending of today's episode, but it is what it is guys and we just got to accept the journey moving forward with gh yeah. um but speaking of people accepting things and um how that that okay. may be one of the stages of grief let's just uh debut my new little segment video here you are insane okay Ferncliff. tori i can handle this now let me out it's gene i can fix this mess that you're making yeah <laughs> <laughs> Love my little I little Freud that. there. <laughs> I love that. I heard my fave Erica Slezak come in as Sheen. Um, yeah, man, this next one is a kind of a doozy. Lucretia, you want to like kick us off with what happened? You know, I really, really, really want to be as brief as possible with this because I already ran, went on a rant on the GH mini spotlights, and it's and it's not something I've not said before, guys. But I, I believe I, I wrote something down. Paying $69.99, and yes, <laughs> yeah, that, that'll be a fun joke when you get to the end of this story. For, Trist, for Tristan Rogers to tell you his thoughts on Peter August and Wes Ramsey and then spread it around the internet is not something healthy people do. Guys, that, that's not. Like, I, that that's a lot of money, at least to me, uh, to waste on something like that. And I don't feel like Tristan did anything wrong. He answered your questions. He defended his co-star. He gave his thoughts. I mean, and that's what he does. That's why we love Tristan. And I mean, it, <laughs> his account was later hacked, possibly to do with this because of the timing uh, with some 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 porn. <laughs> But uh, and at least the, to me, this story got a funny ending. But I believe people um, were very distracted by Wes's response to. But let me be clear, Wes was responding to the comments, but it was more blown out of proportion by these fans. And again, like I said, I'll be brief, but that's sort of where the insanity lies with me. I agree sometimes saying nothing is best, and uh, but I understand the want to defend yourself. Uh, and that's where I see a lot of it. I don't feel like either actor did anything wrong, as I said before, but it, it's a murky situation that, again, was made murky by the fans and by the crazy response and by this need to take down what should be a character who, who deserves it, not necessarily the person portraying him. Mm, yeah, okay. Mm -hmm. So... Um... Well, two things. Well, a few mm -hmm. things. So Cameo 
I thought it was something that people could like literally tell you what to say. So when I first saw the video, I'll admit, did someone write this and tell Tristan this is what, because the cameo is technically like, what do you want us to yeah, say? Yeah. So I, I also don't know that. I would be interested to hear a response from Tristan on it, which I don't know if he'll give. Um, I think with the West, I think what's messy about it is Wes has been getting attacked, honestly, throughout his whole run on GH, but yeah. most recently, regarding his acting most recently i've never before it was just like a bunch of peter hate but i think because now his character's in this front burner situation a lot of people are like oh he can't act either so it's no longer attacking the character peter it's almost it's, it's attacking wes as well and you know we always say keep it to the character not to the actor um you know, but unfortunately, as actors, as you know, we also yeah. are putting ourselves out there to be criticized. And no matter what we do, people can say that said not only did they hate Kate Factor who played him, you know, so yeah. I, I had that happen in the beginning. Um, so I, I get it, you know, and I think as actors, we have to have tough enough skin. But, you know, as far as Wes goes, I could I understand probably what he's feeling now. A lot of people don't think that he should have his job if it wasn't for Laura Wright. I can say I don't necessarily think that's true. Um, I think that yeah, it's not like he wasn't on Guide and Light before. That's where he met her, and that's right. just, and he was on Charmed. Uh, Latter Days, I highly recommend you guys watch. Um, Latter Days is really good. <laughs> Latter Days is really good. But also, Wes is a train. Uh, I, want, I want to get, bring yeah. in this point. And Wes is a train. Well, he brought Shakespearean it up. And people, yeah, yeah. I mean, and people love to crap on it, but there is a difference. And I get it may not always translate, but he did that work. He paid, you know, I mean, I, I really have a hard time, like, crapping on people for trying and and that's where I feel like Wes has always been. He did the work and you may not always like it. That's your prerogative. Yeah. And, you know, but the the boy brings it to work. And I will say he works really well off Vanola and James Patrick Stewart. And yeah. and I do see that that part of like Tristan said in the video to bring up, there was a lot of directional change for Peter. And that's hard for an actor. Yeah. Yeah. I, but you know what I think that people do is they compare him to someone like Fanola and they're like, yeah, well, Anna's had a lot of directional change, but guess what? She's still killing the acting. You know, they said with, with, you know, Kirsten this week, they were like, yeah. she went, you know, through her emotions and she's still killing it. I think that what people also have to understand, there's a big difference between stage and TV acting and Wested Guiding Light many, many, many years ago when the shooting style was very different. General Hospital, I can tell you guys, they're coming in and listen, I'm not trying to make excuses for him at all, but you know, I think that he's doing it's the like best bam, bam, bam. With, you know, what's going yeah. on. And I will say, yeah, and, and the writers are trying really hard. And for me, as an actor, did I do I see some moments where I think Wes could have re reined it in and overacting? Sure, but I see that in myself when I do performances. I see that in every single actor where even, even the Meryl Streep people, I see it in every actor where like, 
you're in the scene feeling one emotion and your scene partner might be feeling something else and your energies might not be connecting. So there's a lot that goes into it. I'm, you know, I think first of all, it's a blessing that Wes is acting right now that anybody is acting. We're in a pandemic. Mm -hmm. Thank God he has a job. You know, please don't try to get the man fired. I think that that's really nasty. I think no one should be putting out petitions to get him fired. I think you need to leave Laura and Wes's relationship out of the conversation when you're discussing what, you know, you think his job is because now, if that's the that's case. That's their business. Again, guys, like that's between them and you knew that going in. Like yeah. this isn't new. Like, I mean. Absolutely. And we can, we can go all day about people who were in relationships and all that. You know, there was a suspected, alleged relationship between Kelly Monaco and Billy Miller, whatever the case, even if they were not together, they had a very, very close friendship. So people can do that all day, but like, that's not okay. That's their relationship. Laura is extremely happy with Wes. She gushes mm -hmm. every time she speaks about him. Wes is extremely happy with her. He worships the ground he walks on. So let's get real life, R-E-A-L, and real, R-E-E-L, life separated because we have to do better people in order to show a little bit of kindness. And like, he's doing the best job he can. And listen, I think we're gonna get a good payoff to this story. I think that there's a lot of directional change, as Lucretia said, that has happened with the writers, with the actors, with the directors. You know, there's a lot of change going on and they're working under COVID-19 restrictions. So honestly, I'm just fucking happy we have General Hospital back and we're not still waiting for them to come back filming. And the last scene we saw was Nina in the courtroom with Nell saying, so help me God, and we still don't know the resolve. So thank God. Yeah. I'm with you. Thank God we have our soaps in general. And yeah. that that's sort of what I'm really grateful for. And, and just to say that, that, that I'm happy to have them, you know, for better or for worse. And let's face it, this whole week has been for better. That's why I was trying to be like, can I, we have to talk somewhat about the other soaps, but General Hospital was just killing it. But I, I feel yeah. like um, we just got to head out of the segment, but let me try this little program here. Yes. <laughs> um, see, I'm trying it. to make it like a show. Okay, Ferncliff. <laughs> That's what we're doing, people. Oh. We bring it to you every Monday, most Mondays, if we can. You know, me and Lucretia have some scheduling sometimes. We have, um, we, we have lives. Um, but let's talk about some fun things. Performer of the week. I really want to like, you know, I, I, I think that the soaps, for me, what's really helpful, and I know we talk about this all the time, is there really are, you can see that all the actors are really trying and they're doing their best and they're trying to, you know, take the material and do what they can. The writers are trying to get the material out there and make it as captivating as possible. You know, William Lipton has really oh, yeah. showed out. So the work that he's done, shaving his head, I think he's an incredible musical genius, number one. I think the kid is like fucking talented. Um, I know that there is some rumors going around online um, that he, well, not necessarily rumors. I mean, I guess it's what it is, that he's no longer on contract. Um, yeah. You know, I, I don't want contract and on contract to scare people because a lot of people work in soaps off contract and you see them 90% of the time. Um, yeah. You know, Valentine is one of them. Uh, you know, James Patrick Stewart is not on contract at GH, and you wouldn't know that unless you like literally looked at credits at the end of the show. Uh, so I really love the work that that William Lipton did. I have to say, uh, Stacey Haddock also was performer of the mm -hmm. week for me from Days of Our Lives. Um, I think that 
she stepped into some really big shoes to fill with Eileen Davidson. Um, oh, and yeah. I really feel like she's mastered it. And I mean, I knew she mastered it from No Jump, but she really has mastered it, you know, playing Susan, playing Kristen, playing Kristen, playing Susan. Like, I think it's absolutely incredible. And if they bring in the sister who's a nun, Sister Mary Mara or Thomas or any of those people and Stacy plays them, it's gonna be gold. Give her the same opportunity you gave Eileen, guys. Give her those five characters. I bet she can kill it. Yeah, and you know we're talking about the week of uh, February twenty second because we've been gone. But I really wanted to make sure we got in our thoughts on Stacy and William because they are killing it. And William, to me, uh, from the get go, seemed like this is our Jonathan Jackson of this generation. He's multi talented. Yeah. He can bring it. And just to see, I mean, especially those scenes about um, for. God, what's his name? I even forgot it. Ashton Arab's character, Dev. Yeah, Dev. Um, so he really brought it then. And this stuff with Franco, I mean, every time we're in these scenes with him about Franco and the shaving of his head, poor Eden had to do part of that herself. And they're so good together, like him and Sydney and Eden, like that group. I love this group. And I do hope they are around. Like you say, let's not be afraid of the whole contract thing. That's just how it works. Like, you know, they sign these things and, and they're working on renegotiating. But as far as I know, Cameron's not going anywhere. William's not going anywhere. We we love to see this actor shine. He he is a real up and comer. And those scenes, the shaving of his head, everything just showed this guy's willing to take the next step. And I mean, if his name isn't on an Emmy ballot this year, I will riot like like he's so good and that whole group is so good it's nice to see that they're really investing in that younger set and like maybe josh will be in that as spencer who knows but that would be a good foursome yeah. but yeah same thing with stacy she could play four or five characters she's that good <laughs> yeah i agree too i think that you know giving these people you know i, I and, and this, this is another thing the fans is immediately i know we've been talking about the fans a lot and guys i'm not trying to jump on you but i'm asking you to and those of you out there with i can't with your with your profiles named after the characters and all that listen yeah stands guys st you know we played some Eminem earlier stan that's not a good thing that's not a good thing guys you literally have to stop doing that immediately when it was announced on twitter by um a gentleman who does a lot of, i think his name is brett mm -hmm. vickerman and and he said, you know, um, William Lipton is no longer on contract. The fans went in. They were like, at Frank Valentini, fire Frank. Yeah. This is what he's doing. So did y'all even stop to think that maybe William How wanted to work? be yeah. Because maybe he himself is like, I'm gonna start taking classes. I can't dedicate full time. It's like when you work full time and part time. When I was working part time at a place, it's simply because I could not give them full time because I was in school. And they said, okay, well you're a part time employee because you cannot give over 40 hours a week. If you cannot meet the episode numbers, then maybe that's why. So attacking Frank, attacking the writers, attacking ABC, when you don't know the full story, to me is quite psychotic and yeah and i don't think you guys should be doing that that's a little bit crazy to me 
Yeah, and crazy. That's how I feel about this next actor, who is my performer of the week for last week. Um, yeah, uh, hopefully he doesn't listen to this and has a restraining order. But Mr. James Patrick Stewart, uh, and it was a tough week because I also have Michael Easton, Vanola Hughes, and even I'd put Kirsten Storm. Everybody in this double wedding, Kathleen Gotti, was amazing from the get-go. Um, that was a weird transition, but go with me here on this journey, guys. But to get to... Uh, James Patrick Stewart as Valentine and all the different emotions he has about Peter, his son, um, maybe his real son. We don't know. I feel like this Britt Huntington storyline is leading to something. We'll see. But it, it was just top notch at every corner. And the chemistry he has with Vanola and he, how he elevates Wes as an actor. And that last scene of last week with him and Ulbricht at the bar this is just why Valentine works and exactly why Julian didn't. Because we had that with him and Ava, but we didn't have this big, you know, family like we do. When Va Valentine did a lot of this, he threw Peter under the bus and ran over him, who he loves, because that's what's best for Maxie. And he cares about Maxie and he knows this is wrong and he knows what he's done and this is his fault. And that's why I feel like this will only bring him and Anna closer because they yeah. feel like they're Peter's parents who failed. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I also have to say um, an honorable mention for me on that also was uh, Cynthia Watros and, and Laura Wright. I think oh, yeah. the work that they're doing. Wiley, Wiley, Wiley. Mm -hmm. Wiley, like in Wiley's face. But listen, I want to give props to all of the adult actors because they're all really good with that little boy. Who, he's well, adorable. Twins. Yeah, the twins are adorable. <laughs> they're so adorable and they're really, really good with them. And you can see behind the scene videos. Uh, there was one recent that, that came out and he was blowing out his cake and Cynthia was like, oh, he almost put his mask in there and it almost caught fire. So she went over and helped him. <laughs> oh my him. God. It's really nice to see adults not treating kids as set pieces on set, but yet like, oh, we're so happy that you're here. So I, I love their relationship with the kids. Yeah, like Violet. Like, I mean, Jophiel is just like the cutest little girl anyway, but I believe it was Fanola when somebody tweeted her about the little line of, uh-oh, when Olbert came in at the wedding. She's like, she ad-libbed that. And she's just like, it's so nice to see Michael Easton in the dad role for once because we really didn't ever get to see that with John. And with his other characters, like his kids were either adults or he was a vampire or whatever so it, it's really nice to see that side of him and that's why uh, as much as we love john mcbain I, i'm all in for dr hamilton finn too i like this character and i like his whole i mean as i always say the hot chase family <laughs> well you know all of all of uh michael easton's characters have always been moody from john mcbain <laughs> like to, yeah. to when he was on days of our lives years ago um, he played a character on Days of Our Lives like ages ago, and all of his characters were always kind of like, hmm. and Hamilton is one, and it's interesting, they had a line the other day, they were like, why are you so, like, I think Chase said it to him, he was just like, why are you so grouchy? Yeah, and I'm just like, it's just a running theme that Silas was grouchy, Sam, like, all of his characters are just grouchy, and I, I think he plays that well, but I love the aloofness that he gives Dr. Fenn. Um, you know, I think he's also plays what really, which I'm really sad, but happy for the drama. If Chase turns out to be his kid, while yeah. I'm happy for the drama, it makes me sad because uh, Michael Eason does really good in the older brother role on on uh, One yeah. Night to Live. 
and Michael McBain. Like he's a good older brother as well. So that kind of, I hate that we'll lose that dynamic, but you know, it'll give him some juicy material to play for sure. Oh yeah. Like, I mean, and that's the thing is uh, I'm interested to see where the next steps are with that whole yeah. relationship as much as we may not like the outcome. We do like the people involved, so let's see where it goes. And it, like Josh Wickard is just adorable with uh, <laughs> little Joe Field there as Violet too, getting her the t-shirt and support Charles Police. I mean, and, and so he's going to be a girl dad himself. So it's like dad practice. Yeah. So, so the whole that's where the behind the scenes is cute. <laughs> Yeah, I agree with that. I I 100% think that that that's going to be good, and I'm I'm excited for that too. And you had two honorable mentions that we wanted to bring up a performance a week before we move on to our winner loser segment. Oh yeah, as we we talked about Michael and Finola. I mean, everybody in the whole wedding was just that that's classic soap. I I couldn't you know not tweet about yeah. how just well done everything was there. But Boy, Monica uh, was alive. People can say what they want because they'd like to say that she sleeps during her scene. But Kelly Monaco was wide awake because she tried to, she threw that chair and that was straight up. She's like, I'm going to kick Peter's ass. And I really love that because I feel like sometimes the show forgets about Drew um, and, and they forget that not oh, only. Oh, Franco about didn't Drew, forget about Drew. <laughs> they not, but they also forget about. Um, you know what he's done like like that he has yeah. a child he has a child he's scout father, father. sorry yeah. i did that for frank last night but uh but it's a little different in this context but i still mean it but um yeah now i have to do it and now i feel like i'm gonna have to rap about forget about drew <laughs> so, go with the Eminem theme. Um, there's, there's sadly a lot of Eminem parodies I've already written that that I've not used. Um, <laughs> but I didn't think I realized yeah. that you love Eminem. I love him so much. Yeah, like I, I'm usually more of a jazz, like classic rock for the sleaze rock person. But and when I was in middle school, I did really get down to the Marshall Mathers LP. <laughs> I, love that. I love that so much. Um, well, he's definitely a winner. But some of our soap characters last week and the week before were losers. Let's talk oh, about that. Down. See, Beck just knows. <laughs> yeah, I mean, who doesn't know more about winning and losing than Beck and Charlie Sheen? <laughs> oh my God, poor Charlie Sheen. He's just never going to get it together. Listen, I think yeah. that there was a. Listen, I want to end on high note with winners, but losers this week. Um, obviously, Peter. We've just been yeah, talking about. Yeah, <laughs> obviously. Peter was a complete loser. Um, Nina was a loser, but. I feel like Nina's gonna be a winner very soon. I don't know. Oh yeah, I, I know. feel like what I predicted is what's gonna happen. I I feel like it needed to be set up like that. Michael does the right thing and tries to include Nina, and then Nina and her Wiley, 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 crazy eyes. I mean, her and Willow are a little bit the same, but but Nina has to be a loser for this past week because I had to feel bad for Willow. I yeah. had to feel bad. For Willow, because in that moment, it's like, yeah, dude, like she is Wiley's mom. She's the one who's there. And I hate to say all that, but that's that's the truth. And Michael, kudos to him for putting his kid first. And and you tried, but 
but Nina, I mean, and, and for people who think this is new, I would encourage you to watch all of the Nina character. This this is the character. There was a brief period of when she was in with Valentine and the whole custody with Lulu about Charlotte, where Nina was the better one trying to fix things. But it was kind of once Willow came along, they went back to that crazy Nina, you know, silver spoon sort of bad mom routine where you know she she is all about herself and she doesn't yeah. understand the nuances but again she's probably closer to willow's age in mentality because of the coma and i think both cynthia and michelle really play that line well of that immature woman but it's not a good look and that's why you gotta lose man yeah, I mean, unfortunately, I feel that Carly as well, because I think that she's still meddling. And, <laughs> and you know, I know she's threatening in her office. And, and my thing is, I mean, but that's on brand for Carly. Like, yeah, that behavior he, from Carly is on brand. That's what she does. Like, it's, it don't matter who it is. time is keeping kids from their parents. And But when Ava's on Carly's side, Nina, you know you you stepped in it. You know that this is wrong and she didn't even know about the whole telling wiley part but it's one of those things that that when ava's like literally throwing up in her mouth saying like carly's right nina should have taken that beat but nina has an impulse com control problem and i'm glad we're bringing this back up and this is probably why maybe she should be on megan's list or something because you know the baby rabies this woman has are dangerous yeah, yeah, that's it's. I agree with you. It's a problem. Um, there was one more person that you saw as a loser this week. Who was my that? Gwenny? My Gwenny. I, I love Gwen, but when you're bested by Abigail and Gabby, that brain trust, who I love their characters, I find them infinitely entertaining, both wonderful mm -hmm. actresses. But when you're bested by the two of them, Gwen, when you were this diabolical, you know manipulator i will say like that that's the best way to put it because it's not like he really killed anyone yeah. but but it's one of those things that it's like you got bested by them <laughs> yeah um i my issue is and listen i know that people can be redeemed i think that's a lot of times what the fans have a hard time swallowing because we spend months being told you know, by what we're seeing on screen to hate this person, like with mm -hmm. every being in our body. And then now they're trying to almost make us hate Abigail, which a lot of people feel like this is gonna be Abigail's exit storyline temporarily, because there is rumors, I think it was confirmed this weekend that Marcy Miller is pregnant in real life, um, oh. and that she'll be losing the canvas soon. So, uh, cause she's been wearing that coat everywhere she goes. She didn't take off that coat yet. Um, so if that's the case, then fine. Um, you know, obviously Jennifer is no longer there right now as Katie has departed. Mm -hmm. So I hear that. I just don't want us to forget about what Gwen, I do want some characters like Abigail to continue to hold Gwen responsible the same way yeah. Monica will always, anytime she sees Sunny, it's on site. It's like what you did to AJ was fucked up. Anytime that, you know, somebody sees Ava, they're like, you shot Cunning. Yep. But like, like, like there will always be some well, Franco people and Valentine get called out on their stuff. And I think this is why all these characters we've mentioned are redeemable in a way is that nobody forgets what they've done. And, but this is why characters redemptions that haven't worked like Julian, for example, 
is you can't make that character a victim. So Gwen can be being punished by here, but let's not make her the victim of Abigail and Gabby. She kind of, yeah. like, I don't want to use the D word, but let's face it, like, some of this is her comeuppance. And while I enjoy the character, this is funny. I, I, I like the way it's going objectively. But it's one of those things that I do see, like, we, if we're going to redeem Gwen, she has to do the work. That's why those characters work. Franco, Valentine, Ava, the way they are now, because they've suffered and they try to be better. Is Gwen going to try to be better? Because suffering is part of it. But yeah. the next step, yeah. I mean, I think Gwen, I mean, listen, I'm all in for Emily O'Brien, to be honest yeah. with you. Because I think that she's a tremendous actress. I love the work that she does. So I'm all in on her. Um, so I'm I'm down for the ride. But you know, give Gwen something else to do. Like I want to see her mm -hmm. mix it up with other people than the people she's mixing it up with. And I'm like, if you're not gonna be with Stefan, like who are you going to be with as a character? Like, are you going to, you know, I think that Gwen would be the perfect character to have a lesbian relationship, to be honest. Like I'm just like what more what is than Gwen Lonnie and um Kirsten? I mean, like Kristen and Lonnie, that's so set up. Like but like Ava in that mix, yeah. Yeah, I feel like they're leading to some. I don't know. Um, but on the winners. Wow, winning. Well, I think a winner this week, to be honest with you, for me was all of Salem. Because <laughs> they all got rid of Charlie Dell. Um, you know, he wasn't a very, very popular mm -hmm. character. Yeah, Mike Manning, great yeah. actor. The character horrible so i'm actually giving you know winning to all of salem because they're so happy to get rid of that but you had a few winners you wanted to bring up as well yeah like as i mentioned earlier about sally spectra like she's starting to really develop as a whole character not the one note villain that i saw in bold and not the one note villain that YNR sort of brought her on as in the beginning i'm seeing layers to her and you know it, it's winning in my book to have that sort of respect and relationship with Jack, whatever it is. And that's nice. So I'm, I'm going to give the girl some credit there. But my girl, Kathleen Gotti, as Dr. Ulbricht, I gotta love. And because the way she interrupted the wedding and the way she's gotten credit for it, and even by Valentine, my personal fave there, is great. Because she d got her revenge on the queen of hypocrites and got to <laughs> save yeah. face about Peter and how he framed her. And even Robert, Anna, and Valentine, everybody backed her up. To me, it was great. And, and I love that she's had this new relationship with Brett because I know that, that was one of the issues that even Kathleen had with the character is that relationship was very bad. But to me, Dr. O is hashtag winning and maybe she gets with Scotty Baldwin, you know? <laughs> well, I would like to see that. I'm hoping, I, I feel like there's two outstanding things with the story. I wonder, will now that Peter's been busted, will Dante, will she still click the pin and Dante, you know, finish him off? Yeah. And I also want to- we just forget that do an investigation. Right, right. Or maybe will they look into Dr. Kirk's death and realize Scotty did it and this is thing. <laughs> so I want to see what's next for them because now that her big thing was busting Peter has happened, yeah, like where does she go from here? I think you froze. And like I, a, I think that'll be oh, yeah. a very. Oh yes, yeah, I'm back. You, you yeah, you froze too. Yep. I was just like, what happened? Mm -hmm. We've been doing good this whole time, and it freezes. <laughs> People, I love doing this every Monday, Lucretia. Yeah. This is my favorite thing to do. 
I love talking soaps. And yeah, we'll be back next week with more stuff. Guys, please tune into the soaps. People online, please stop the craziness. Um, <laughs> myself, you can always check me out on Twitter, Darrell Anthony. You can tweet at me, ask me any questions. If you get crazy, I'll probably block you. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at I am Darrell Anthony and my actor page at Darrell Anthony and Lucretia can well, you also guys find you. You guys can find me at L-A-C-R-E-D-I-A-L-Y-O-N anywhere on the internet since there is only one. Thank you so much for listening to Believe in Soap Operas. If you're not subscribed to the show, be sure to hit that button so you get new episodes each week in the feed of your favorite podcasting app. Like us, rate us. Have something to say? Leave us a review. And if you're looking for the video version of this podcast, subscribe to our YouTube channel and like our Facebook page, all under Believe in Soap Operas. That's B-L-E-A-V. We will be streaming live every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern, and that's 3 p.m. Pacific, on Facebook and YouTube, so join in on the fun there. And don't forget to catch up on Forever and a Day, the first soap opera to go back to the roots of audio during the pandemic. Seasons 1 and the first part of Season 2, now available on all the podcast platforms you can find this one. Stay safe and sane, soap fans, and stay tuned for more Believe in Soap Operas. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.